for uh, it's, it's the it's the video streaming like vip experience yeah right <laughs> no no paywall we're, we're here we're just giving it away it's <laughs> <laughs> just freeware let's go uh and let's get uh spaces going at the same time tell you what man i love when you when you finally do have all this stuff figured out and it's working oh man it's it's perfect dude I made I, I made Brandon uh what's his last name Gentile mm -hmm. I made Brandon regret aggressively bringing me onto a podcast and just getting me started ranting what were you guys talking about oh fucking everything dude yeah like, Shane everything you and I have talked about like everything I've written about on my Substack, I dumped yeah. all of it on him for like two hours straight Ooh, man like i was i was like i was physically sweating at the end of it wow man like sweating through my pants it was <laughs> wild i've never done that before sweating through your pants that's that's, awesome. <laughs> that's a that's a really good way of saying some swag sure, sure that, that was sweat <laughs> sure it was hey uh, jordan yeah, i'm gonna throw you a co-host tonight over my audio Mike, oh, I'm going to throw you a co-host tonight, too. This is dangerous. Right. I'm going to mess with the soundboard thing. All right. Let's see. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. Let's see. Request. No, you guys can't hear me. Yet. That is not what I thought. Co-host. I thought that was going to be. All right. This is live. Let's see. Check, 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 man. Let's see. Once we start getting the echo, I'll kill the other side of it. And you guys can. This is this is a good soft launch, you know. Try 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 again on on this side. Um, we'll get to the show here in just a few minutes, ladies and gents. If you're tuning in, it's a little bit early. We're gonna launch this thing. It's a we're kind of introducing some things tonight and trying out some some new sound. So we're gonna we're gonna figure this out. And if we got problems, any feedback from you guys would be very helpful in the comments. So we got what comments, greetings from Columbus, Georgia, from Joe Morrow showing up early, man. Hey, welcome, Joe. Appreciate you coming. You guys still hear me over there? Mike? Yep. Jordan? Yep. Yeah, I got yep, you. I can hear you. All right. We're not stepping on anything, huh? Well, don't, don't jinx it. Sounds good. Yeah. Right. Lord, it's finally wow. going our way. Let's just leave Bunch it. Not a clock. Figured it out. Hey, man. Uh, time, time to go, right? I guess it's a perfect timing for this sound, then. Let's fucking go. <laughs> got that. I'm going no laws, dude. None, huh? Got that. Cheers, brothers. All right, let's let's do no the laws, uh, like a white claw. Let's do the uh, <laughs> white claw bourbon. It's all the same. <laughs> Bud Light, whatever you need. Oh man. I just realized I didn't have my microphone in and the kind of need that basis conversations. Oh my there, god, you sound so hot now. There's that echo I love. Is that mine? Is that my yeah, echo? Well, it, it's it was on my end. So on the mixer, I just had to turn down um the uh, the Bluetooth or the uh the USB. So I think we're ready to rock. Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it out and we're gonna take it from the top. And Tomer Strolite is here. Yes. Here, <laughs> he's good. All right, let's let's get on with this thing real quick and get down to business. Here we go. That led defense. 
deficiency that you had, that's going to get cured real fast. Because there are some things that are worth dying for, ladies and gents. You radical. The system and everything that it touches, it corrupts and it is rotten. We are not here to give the establishment just to run for their money. We are here to change the course of history. In the wars, in the Fed, in the Empire. A free people who can contract together without government regulation has been proven to lift the human condition. And we can see it plain as day if we just take off these ridiculous tribal banners. The government doesn't give a damn about people dying. Unconstitutional for the American people to be saddled with that kind of debt by gunpoint to have it wasted on bureaucracy. I'm not finishing my yet. My mission is to bring people together while preserving the freedom of every individual, regardless of skin color, age, faith, gender, love, and every other nuance which makes us unique. I was informed that their main interest was liberty, and in this cause, I am doing my very best. Here we go. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I am your host, Shane Hazel. Uh, I apologize for being away last week. We were doing something fairly big over the past couple of weeks uh, in standing up a new show. And I'm going to introduce you to a couple of my brethren that are going to be co-hosting this show with me. Uh, the show is called Bitcoin Veterans, and we are going to be doing a whole lot of uh, kind of veteran uh, aspect, uh, worldview on a lot of current events, what's going on, mental health, a whole bunch of other things. Uh, for introductions tonight, uh, I think my upper right-hand man up here, um, Mike Hobart, needs no introduction on this show. I think you may be the first three or four, Pete, man. So well, welcome yeah. back, uh, the awesome Mike Hobart. Uh, and then we've got Jordan, a.k.a. Operation Libertas from... I don't know, somewhere in the United States, undisclosed, redacted, and everything <laughs> else, uh, who will be, uh, this will be three of the five of the hosts on this show. So uh, welcome, fellas. Dude. Hey, man. I'm excited, I'm excited to be here and rant together with the with the two of you. This is, uh, I think, I think we're, we might, we're probably the most chaotic of the five. <laughs> oh, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we are definitely the, the ones that are going to hit those guardrails probably jordan's gonna smash right through quite oh, a yeah. purpose. <laughs> he did on the first episode i have no alex and i have no gabe to keep me on target so sorry for giving your hands making your hands so full tonight no i i really i appreciate you guys doing this with you know as so being the producer for everybody who doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes we are doing Twitter Spaces live right now. So if you're out there and you're watching this, you want to get in, you want to ask questions, whatever you want to do, you can come in through Twitter Spaces. Uh, there should be a link under my uh, tag. It's Shane T. Hazel on Twitter. Uh, and we're doing this YouTube live. We're doing it on Twitter uh, as a live video. And we've also got this going out on you know Facebook, which I hear is only for racist and elderly people. But I, I have no idea. <laughs> So it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to coordinate. It's a lot to get the sound right and the reverb and all the echo and stuff. Um, and and so for for this to come together and happen, I am I am so I, I I'm tickled to death. I, and honestly, 
I've been just kind of like, all right, we got to, we got to not only test, but we got to do some introductions and we got to get this show into as many people's feeds as possible. Cause I think this is going to be somewhat of a, a consequential show going forward. Yeah. I've been yeah. trying to like describe this to people like friends and family and they're like, all right, so it's about Bitcoin. It's about veterans and like, like, it's about like so many more, so much more than that. And it's people are like, I'll be like, yeah, you know, we want to help out veterans. And then their attitude's kind of like, oh yeah, like help them fill up like their VA forms. And I'm like, it's hard to explain to somebody who like doesn't know because, and that's, and that's why the space is needed. Like we need a place like we can just go and like talk about stupid veteran stuff and tie in Bitcoin that is part of this mission to help that we all want to be on and try to, free people and just me trying to explain it to like a lot of civilians it's kind of hard to get there but i think once they start listening to it like if you're here on the space and you're not a veteran like awesome thanks for having oh yeah me. yeah and, and please like don't feel like if you're not a veteran you can't be part of the show like this is this is one of those spaces where i think it's like hey listen come in here ask questions get some perspective you know, from some guys that have seen, you know, this this death cult, this murder cult up close and personal, uh, some perspective on those things. And honestly, you know, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we can learn from a lot of the, you know, the, the people out there that, you know, maybe we didn't go to school with. We didn't go, you know, through courses with that we were, you know, kind of I, I, for a lot of us. I mean, I was very belt fed growing up. Right. It was just like go 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 usa patriotism kumbaya all that kind of stuff right and it was yeah go go no, no, the no, flag. You, know, you know what that actually like it, it kind of fucking pisses me off that, that that's like that's what that's what people um i've noticed as far as the civvy side like they react at, like when when you bring up a topic like that like oh we're, we're gonna talk about just like you know helping veterans and everything and everyone always goes straight to the paperwork stuff it's like what <laughs> What you, you you think that you think that a veteran like only cares or needs help with paperwork? Like, is that really like what like because like it seems like that's what everybody like defaults to. My wife is in the next room going, absolutely. That guy <laughs> needs all the admin help he can possibly get. <laughs> but you, you know, like you know what I mean though? Because, yeah. Like, like it's well, you're not wrong. Like that is an aspect of it, but it's like there's so much more, like a lot of like even if after you've gotten all your like paperwork taken care of and your ducks in a row, like you're still kind of pissed off. you like what either what you've done or the society you're in or trying to fit in and like just having a, some dudes to like rant to is all. Well, yeah. And I, I mean, this as is like, my therapy session. I should be paying. Just, just being a veteran puts you into like the 0.9% of the population. Is that right? It's only 0.9 these days. Yeah, I think so. Wow. Um, but like, to think that veterans only have the paperwork stuff to talk about or need help with, like that's that's what pisses me off. I'm like, I'm like, we 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 go through, or particularly like the like my particular things on the like the combat side of things, like even without the combat, including everybody that's in the armed forces, they go through so much shit that like the other side of the like the societal like aisle doesn't go through. It's just that to think that just because we make up a smaller portion of the population that there aren't like things that need to be talked about from like the veteran angle. That's what pisses me off. Like, no, I don't want your help with paperwork. I want to talk about some shit because I'm pissed off. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, Jordan, you feel the same way. I, this, you know, 
as you get older, most of the time that circle of friends and acquaintances and people that you trust and, you know, you would literally, you know, allow your, your kids to possibly, you know, go and stay at their house. You know what I mean? Like that circle yeah. gets smaller and smaller, smaller and smaller. And I want, you know, one of the things I'm so excited about is just in the, you know, the preliminary rounds of us having some, you know, behind the scenes meetings and chats and then, you know, going live last week, working through some problems and just, you know, that, that circle's growing again. And that's exciting to me. Like, to, to, I, I want that to be this kind of community where this community is going, oh, do you know this guy over here? That guy is amazing. And you start doing that whole word of mouth character name like restoring those things in culture which mean which which used to mean so much to everybody and 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 kind of you know just i don't know healing again i, I guess healing in a different way because in in these type of groups you can i think what a lot of society has missed in 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 our lifetime probably since the 80s right the early 90s were kind of cool because you could say whatever the fuck you wanted to say and you know everybody was just like yeah okay whatever um but now you know everybody's fucking offended and you know hurt and you're you're trying to deplatform you and so to have a group of of people like this to come in here and be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say get it off your chest get out some of that like piss and vinegar that you have with the world and understand that you're not alone in this kind of stuff I think that is, you know, really one of the things I'm most excited about. Yeah. There's also like different, you know, there's different types of veterans, like a lot of like, especially since we're in that like Bitcoin sphere, Mm -hmm. every like regardless of like what your like politics are within that, like everybody's red pilled. If you've gotten to this point, like like, you're aware of how our society really operates, at least on some level somewhere. A level that's higher than the standard. Yeah. Right. And it is, it's difficult to like, even become like, all right, you just meet a vet somewhere like at a bar or at church or something. It's kind of difficult to even relate to them when they're still like really blue pilled. And I, I mean, I've had friends, like, luckily there's a couple of them that like we've stayed in, in touch and like, they'll reach out to me wanting to talk. We, we talk about, you know, the red pilled kind of those type of uh, topics. And I mean, I've got a buddy that I think like, it i don't know how i know he's going through like some depression and stuff and i don't know how serious it is but like it very well could save his life that like hey at least like here's i got my buddy to go talk to about this stuff because this is how i see the world and nobody else sees it and it's pissing him off and then i can tell him like hey here's a mission like here's something to get on like here's something to you signed up to go you know defend freedom and you kind of saw that that wasn't what you were doing, but here's an option to go do it. And if nothing else, like getting, knowing that there's like people to talk to, making the connection like Shane was talking about within that space with other like-minded people is really helpful. Cause like just being a veteran isn't always enough. You meet, I'm sure y'all have met guys. You're just like, Oh my God, you're so like bought into it still. Like, fuck me. Like, yeah. Those Marine Corps veterans out there that want to ban guns and all that fun stuff. <laughs> You shouldn't have those weapons of war. That those might not exist. be the right veteran. I know, man. They're they're out there though, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, to to give some more context to everybody out there, um, and, and you guys feel free to interrupt me because you know this is what I do. I just kind of go and go and go. Um, I think we all do. So. This this space. Right, now I'm going to interrupt you every time you try to say something. 
I love it. I just mute one. <laughs> Can you do that? I'm a co-host. You can't do yeah. that. So, so I, I think what we... <laughs> fucking get rid of his co-host. Why um, can't I fucking mute my co-host? <laughs> fan, fan, unfollow. Um, no, I think what we've what we've found and kind of have been alluding to in terms of what has brought all this together too is there is this un, unwavering steadfastness that I think, you know, comes from a love of their fellow man, a love of their community, a love of a way of life and idea that we, we did grow up with. And when we found Bitcoin, you know, years after being extremely disappointed and taking a lot of those really awful, hard to swallow, hairy p- pills, that you know we, we just i mean it sucked interesting it, interesting way to describe that oh, but okay go oh, on they're awful pills and <laughs> you know you see you know you see what you did in terms of like oh you know america and certain quote-unquote service and then you find what bitcoin is and it's it's really pure in terms of helping people get back to that the idea that you should be left to your own devices as long as you're you know peaceful as long as you're not hurting anybody you have the freedom to be you know whatever you want to be in well, life it, op- it operates precisely how we were sold that money operated in like school in in early academia whether it's elementary middle school or high school like bitcoin operates the way or the it allows operation of money in the way that we were all sold versus how money actually operates from a fiat currency hmm Right. Like, cause that, that's what, that's what blew my mind. Cause I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait, 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 Bitcoin is new and it allows this op. Like, I'm like, how, how the fuck is the U S dollar operating? Like if, if Bitcoin is this special, I'm like, how, like, how does the fiat dollar actually operate? And then then you look into it. And it's like, Oh God damn it. Isn't it yeah. kind of funny? Like the very fact of like, that's how they try to sell you that that's what like the dollar is in this American economic system is like that. It's so like, they try to sell it to you like it's so robust and like a lot of people probably still today think it's still backed by gold. And I don't yep. remember how old I was. When do. I realized it wasn't, but like as a kid, you probably think like that it's backed by this thing. So all the, all the things that they try to convince you why it's good is why later in life you realize that Bitcoin's good because you've already been instilled by the regime that like, this is what good money is supposed to be. And you're like, Oh, wait a minute, but, but you don't have that at all. Yeah, and then, and then you then you read the shit that came out like from the Bank of International Settlements today. Where did you guys did you guys see that at all? So Sam Callahan broke it down pretty succinctly in a tweet earlier. They came out with a one hundred like a hundred and thirty page report, and as Sam put it in the first hundred pages, they talk about how the banking system and the fiat currency system has lost trust. Like in in like the public has lost trust in them. That's what. It, it, yeah, I mean, but, they can't but, cover but, anything anymore. Yeah, but then it spends the last 30 pages saying how people can trust those exact systems for a CBDC. Yeah. It's, it's dude, it's fucking crazy. I was, and I was, the, the worst part is people are buying it because you know how I know normal people are buying it? Fucking idiots like George Gammon are buying it. <laughs> like, I and I and I say that I say that in using George Gammon in his videos to like, show people like what's wrong because he does good videos as far as like how the federal reserve operates mm. like and yeah. i because like my saying that george gammon is an idiot is not necessarily saying he's an idiot i think he's a relatively intelligent guy but 
he's an idiot in the sense of talking about Bitcoin and CBDCs. He thinks he understands what the fuck he's talking about. Well, I, I think most of these guys, you know, they've got enough education out there that they believe in the fiat institutions that indoctrinated them. And then the fiat institutions that they became employed in and the fiat culture and the fiat friends, that it was just a self, you know, reinforcing, you know, shit ice cream cone, right? It was just, <laughs> hey, we're, we're all great. Look at us. Look at our, you know, giant bank accounts and our Rolexes and look at, you know, our cars and yachts and all this other shit. And, you know, that fiat life cycle, that fiat culture that fed all of this kind of stuff, you know, to Jordan's point earlier, you know, the, the, the how we should be you know, to, to the point of like, is, this is so awesome. We should be exporting this around the world who like that, that idea alone, that pervasive corrupted idea that we should be exporting the, the dollar and the fiatness of, of that into other places where we're going to, you know, go and spread quote unquote democracy and freedom in the, in the way of the USA, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. This show isn't just for American veterans. Like this show is we're, we're going to have people from international communities, uh, you know, part of this show to weigh in on what they've seen with us, what they've seen, you know, standing against us, what they've seen from afar even. And, you know, to, to your point, Mike, this, this is where this is going to stop. This this is the line in the sand. This is what Bitcoin veterans is going to do is they are going to, you know, cross borders, you know, here in terms of helping the world start to heal and bring, you know, this, you know, this quote unquote toxic masculinity where you're just reinforcing what drives real you know, long time horizon culture and in low time preference and in in savings and you know what we were what we were originally sold in the first place. Like that's that's what this is going to be all about. Do you want to get into the topics you want to rant about, or we can keep ranting about what we're going to rant about? I think we're I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Open we have, we have to get into the topics. We have topics. Look at yeah, the title man. of the space, dude. No, yeah, so we, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Trump. We're going to talk a little bit about Russia. We're going to talk about you know your perspective on the the Bidens, and if we have a little bit of time Ooh. at the end, uh, some of what your thoughts are. I guess about a week later now, after uh, BlackRock and a, a bunch of the other uh, funds out there have said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pursue an ETF." So first and foremost, have you guys seen what? has i don't know transpired the 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 audio leak of trump sharing quote-unquote information mike nope. you haven't seen it i haven't Jordan, seen it no you have huh yeah i've seen it i also i mean i heard i had read the transcript or heard somebody talking about the transcript a couple of weeks ago or right around the arrest um i mean it's just so funny how it's like everything in the media how they try to like put their spin on it and they just completely miss like what the takeaway is they're like, oh my god, he's saying that they're they're these are secret documents. Look, he's showing somebody these secret documents, and I don't even know who he's talking to, but it, it, whoever it is, it sounds like somebody from like Project Veritas or something trying to like sneak, like you know, get ambush him. Play with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, grab him by the dick. Um, <laughs> but like the point, like the the fucking takeaway. From that should be like I have documents that show that the fucking the deep state the DOD is the ones who wanted this war against Iran and I stopped it. 
now like whether he stopped it or not like i don't know but the point of it is like just totally being missed like they wanted another fucking war and it's it does that surprise anybody like i don't even care how like blue pilled you are really does, does that surprise anybody that somebody wanted another war well, I mean, and, and to your point, and, and for anybody that's out there listening that, you know, I mean, if you did serve, if you didn't serve there, you, what you need to know is there are entire branches in and say entire branches, there are entire sections within the military that do future planning 24 seven, 365. And they've done it for a very, very long time. If you don't think that we have, you know, plans to go into Iran or plans to go into China or Russia or wherever in the world that we need to quote unquote project force. Like those are always, those are ongoing plans. What is that? The G seven or something like that. Um, inside of the, the Pentagon, that's always doing, you know, war planning and it's always updating the plans. War gaming is what yeah, they call it. Always. Yeah. yeah. Always, like my, always. my, my language was Persian Farsi. And about 10% of the guys that go to fifth group, they get taught Farsi. Why is that? Like every guy that I knew, like, I think I, I met one That's guy. That's your hypothetical theater, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew one guy that like just accidentally got to use Farsi in Iraq one time because it happened to roll up some dude that like his second language was Farsi. Like we don't, we don't the only reason to keep Tr- tr- put guys, guys through six, six months, months of learning Farsi is because you're hoping to go to war with them someday. Um, another example, in 2011, 2012, I think 2012, I went through the captain's career course and one of our uh, missions that we were like planning that we were like getting graded on was, uh, I forget if it was like, an, I think it was an offensive operation in Ukraine. And at the time, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, they just picked the fucking country but like now i look back on i'm like ukraine of all places like we could have done this anywhere we could have done it in germany or france when you you understand like the geopolitics of ukraine of ukraine ukraine jesus (laughs) ukraine when you understand the like the geopolitical relevance of ukraine like there's a very good reason why they picked it and like it's and and that's that's where i can't remember who i was uh talking to i was talking to someone um but I was explaining to them, I was like, I was like, you guys know, you get like on the civvy side, you guys don't really understand or realize like the U.S. military doesn't like they make mistakes, but they don't make mistakes. If you get what I'm, what saying. I'm saying, like when, when it comes it to like, like war gaming and like strategizing and stuff like that, if they have a target, there's a reason for it. They might not tell you the true reason or the full reason or the real reason, but there's a reason for it. It's like. They're like, they're, don't, and like, this is where, like, I'm saying it's like this, it's the same, same, but it's the different same, you know? Um, but it's still the same. It's like they can, they can make mistakes, He's like, as in, as an in individual, like, well, the individual, like, operators can make mistakes, the individual units can make mistakes, but when the orders come on, like, on high down, there's, there aren't mistakes like that. It's very rare. Yeah. You know, this is where one of the first places I kind of got uh, disillusioned with what was going on. A lot of what I did inside of our platoon. So, um, if you guys don't know, I was in uh, First Force Reconnaissance Company out on the West Coast uh, for the Marine Corps, and you know, our job is intelligence. You know, it's 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 literally the guys who are taking and, and gathering the intelligence and disseminating it back to. Uh, at the time, uh, it was you know the, the Marine Expeditionary Force or uh, you know the, the Meg uh, Marine Expeditionary Group. So when, when you would do that and then you would see 
downstream what would happen and how things were being reported that you were the source on. Like you were literally the source of intelligence and the way that it gets twisted and manipulated after you put it through intelligence that goes through, you know, you know, public affairs and all that kind of crap. And then it gets let to the media and it's something wildly, absolutely wildly different. And that's where I was just like, Ooh, huh. That's uh, this seems like they've got some sort of agenda out there rather than like what we're actually observing. Well, and, and that's, that's the other thing too, is that like the, the civilian side of individuals don't understand that when you're reading military reports or let alone reporting on military reports like there's a certain way that they word those reports to make them sound less aggressive and less damaging people don't understand that because like they haven't been the they haven't been the ones that have like written reports like that it's like no 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 when they say that it's minimally damaging or like very low collateral it's like they they have to say that that doesn't mean that there was actually low collateral damage or anything like that yeah, and it, and it kind of serves two purposes too, right? Is is they actually have the real intelligence, which they are keeping away from anybody and everybody else. Which, yeah, you know, if, if you're in, if you're in a legit war, okay, probably a good idea. But when you're not, and you're just doing what you're doing, and then propagating a falsehood to control narratives, and yeah. I mean, it comes down to everything that that we. That's where that that's where the only people that like get to see that shit they have to be part of the indoctrinated few yeah like and that's why they keep like all that information so tight what i what i really try to convey to people especially people that weren't in the military or even a lot of veterans that were that just maybe didn't deal with like classified material that often like all all of this like like shane said like if you're at like a legit war there is like there's a small percentage of information that really needs to be classified like troop movements like things that are very timely that if known by the enemy you know they could then counter or or strike your forces that is like a fraction of a percent of all the stuff that is classified information is power and and it always has been whoever knows like information quicker so just a quick example like there's this building in uh like uh by wall street and and Every, Every single, single cord, cord going, going to any of the buildings and any of the rooms in that building is exactly the same length so that all the information coming from like Wall Street like gets to everybody at the same time. That's how important information is. So within the military, between like special forces or the infantry or between the army and the Marines and the Navy or between the DOD and the CIA and the NSA, all that information is very intentionally compartmentalized because certain individuals can make or break their careers by knowing information and preventing other people from knowing it because they weren't in the right group at the time. Uh, Organizations protect themselves, whether it's like the DOD and the CIA are often have conflicting reports because the CIA, and this is, this happened with a whole like Syria and Libya thing. Um, This, and this is all like open source information. Uh, the, the CIA was trying to start all these wars and the DOD was like, fucking stop it. We're the one, we're the assholes that have to fight it. So the DOD was going out and prove like all these chemical attacks that were going on in Syria. It was the DOD proving that it was like, I think it was the Saudis had funded El Nusra to create 
chemical weapons there. Like we've known this shit. Now, even the DOD doesn't push it out to like the media, but they do push it up to like the government level to be like, yo, Mr. President or whoever, don't start this war because it's based on bullshit. We'll we'll be fine to like keep this secret information compartmentalized because we want to keep certain aspects of this war going. We, we want to keep the Saudis happy. Yeah, it's that or like they they want to have their toe in the war, but they don't want a full scale war yet because it's not the DOD doesn't want it. They're just not ready for it yet because they got five other fires that they're putting out. And realize that the DOD well, is in just 200 and something them bases out. all over keeping the them. Well, they're yeah, that's true. Them. Yeah. Well, they might put out a couple so they can free up some forces <laughs> and move them somewhere else. Once they, get, once they get their hands on the oil. But, like, that is really what's happening. And nothing shows that more than all the shit that's going on with the Trump. Like, just, I think Trump belongs in fucking jail for war crimes. I'm not pro-Trump at all, but this is bullshit. Like, this is not a reason for a president to go down. They should go down for war crimes, but not for, like, exposing that using a secret document that the deep yeah. state was doing some bullshit. So let, let's talk. Let's I mean, let's really hit on that now. I mean, we, we've kind of given a, a good amount of background on how all this is, is just fuckery to begin with. Why? Like, why is it that? the president of the United States being the commander in chief has the authority to release classified secret, top secret, compartmentalized, whatever type of information at his, at, I guess at his, I, I hate Who else it. is going to do it? Well, you can't, I, you, you can't, you can't trust the CIA to do it. They're not going to fucking do it. You the, can't trust the, the NSA to do it. No way they're doing it. DIA is not going to do it. FBI is not going to do it. Secret Service ain't going to do it. Like, because they're all protecting their fiefdom. Whereas if you're the president... Well, because they're not limited by like, like by terms. They well, can that, be there yeah, forever. That too. Yeah, they're yeah. bureaucrats. Yeah, but they're also protecting their power and prestige and yes. trying to work their way up. And, if, and a lot of the reason why a lot of people in the establishment hate Trump so much is because he didn't play this like pecking order of using intel and backdoor deals and fundraising with certain you know politically yeah, connected people to, to, to work it up he just grabbed her by the fucking pussy and went into the white house and at that point they were like shit he can do whatever he fucking wants luckily <laughs> he luckily he's too care. dumb to fucking know because i don't think he, he's written a book but he's never like fucking read a book so he's too fucking dumb to know how to like use that power. Like oh, he even says in the recording, for those of you who haven't seen it, like, oh, I could have released this. I could have made, I could have declassified this as president, but now I can't. He says that in the recording. It's like, you dumb fuck held onto this and like the day before you didn't declassify it before leaving the White House. Like, well, you, you, you know, you know, at that point, he wasn't like, like he was bragging about the trophy at that point. He wasn't bragging about forgetting to declassify it. He's just like I've got secret documents now. Yeah, and 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 I guess to the the whole point is, you know, because he is the commander in chief, he is the he is the article to, you know, he's where the buck stops. You know, anybody that's in the executive branch, I don't care whatever you know bureaucracy in terms of alphabet soup that you talk about, CIA, DIA, FBI, what all that. That's where all of that stops with him. So if he's that guy that says, hey, no, look. I'm the commander in chief and I'm going to let, you know, whatever this information is that I deem that the American people should know about, you know, like that's at the end of the day, that's on him. 
the problem that he's running into and what he, you know, I don't know, man, I like when, when he says like, I should have done this when I was president or, you know, however he phrased it in that conversation, it's like, whoops, <laughs> like yeah. I, you, you really fucked up because the, the part that they're charging him with, um, in, in, in this whole thing, there, the segment of the law, there has to be willful. And, and, and that's that is the legal verbiage. There has to be willful dissemination. And in that, you know, in that meeting, there is willful dissemination of still, you know, classified documents, which, you know, like I said, like, do I care? Do I, you know, is this big news that the, the Pentagon and, and Miley had a, a a plan to go to war with Iran? No, it, no. Obviously, when you looked at what we were doing in Afghanistan, in Iraq, you were like, well, you know, we're surrounding Iran right now in terms of putting our bases all over the Middle East. Do you think we're not going to do this? We shot this guy in the face, and then we shot this guy in the face. And then we looked at the guy in the middle and said, why the fuck are you acting so crazy? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that is basically what happened. <laughs> so Trump does this. He really he he talks about it. He gets caught talking about it. You know, uh, Miley, I, I don't know what you guys think about Miley, but I think he's just another, you know, brass. Very, very you know, par for the course when it comes to brass and anybody that doesn't understand the the higher echelon of military officers, it is the most political, heinous and, and really gross um, corruption that, that's, that is the military itself. Because these guys for years, I mean, think about Afghanistan for 20 fucking years, the mission was go out and disrupt. You know, they, they did the same thing in Iraq. Go out and disrupt. We're, we're, we're here to do this. There was no end state. There was never any of that kind of stuff. And when, you know, people started asking about in missions, um, you know, with, you know, with their in, their intent as being, you know, commanding generals in theater, they just got, hey, just make sure you're disrupting. Keep going back and send send guys out to possibly die, get maimed uh, and, and come back completely and totally different. And, and that's that's how awful these generals are well you you like a, a really sad but great example of how corrupt the military is is all you have to do is look at that stupid ass acu pattern for the army literally that's all you have to do like look at that shit tell me how that passes as camo for any environment on this planet besides your grandmother's couch <laughs> and there's Whoa. literally a meme of a guy laying on a paisley couch in that and you uniform. can't fucking see him what that, that or camo like was the, the, like the, the only reason is pretty the, solid too. Yeah. yeah. The only because, reason that camo got through is because some general who had a company or had a friend that owned the company that gave him a kickback was like, hey, we could make this for super duper cheap. Here's how, because it looks like shit that's gonna get soldiers killed. Yeah. Pakistan's got a whole bunch of this material over there. What do you guys think? Yeah, it, it looks like it, it looks like it looks like rocks with moss, right? Right. Okay, so that that'll work then. That'll Can we work. talk? I'll, for I'll a get second. my three $10 million dollars real quick. Can we talk for a second about how they the military consistently finds this material that like somehow makes you hotter when it's hot out and colder when it's cold out? Like <laughs> that technology is amazing. Completely not useful at all. If they could have it's inverted half, that, it's like, it's like half plastic, half, half freaking half. cotton. It's just guaranteed wow. to be carcinogens. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, oh, you get the, the, threads, the flame the retardant. The flame retardant shit. <laughs> that, hey, no, the frac. The well, okay. 
I was gonna say the Fracu stuff wasn't bad, but I didn't use the Fracu stuff until it was after the ACU pattern, which was a better yeah. just all around uniform anyway. Yeah. When you say when you say the the frack, was that the uh, the cry precision stuff that was going on at the at that time? The frack used the fire resistant yeah. ACU or multi. But it was a it was a multi cam pattern yeah. that I had. Yeah. I think everyone just says Fracu is like originally it was the fire AC, resistant fire resistant ACU. But yeah, you guys yeah. can tell I'm I'm older and I'm also a Marine because some of this shit like yeah. you guys are using acronyms and I'm starting to drool. <laughs> there, there, are, there are people in the audience that might be going like, what are, what are they referring to? Hey, and Shane just way, thought we were saying, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if you're in the spaces and you want to come up, um, just shoot me a, shoot me. In, in, I don't know. It's not an invite. Uh, shoot me a request and we'll let you up here on stage. You can ask questions, contribute to the conversation. Um, do you guys think that they're going to uh, ring Trump up for this? I mean, kind of, kind of final thoughts on on the whole Trump and this indictment that he's facing. They're going to try. Yeah, but like the 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 really the really pathetic thing is is that, okay. So like I my opinion doesn't really matter that much because I don't pay attention to politics that closely. But they have been very aggressively trying to pin him down yeah. with something for like the, however many last few years. Like it's it's been like it's as far as like persistence goes as a definition. Like the Democratic Party is fitting that like very well. Like they it's have not like just this them. Is, no, it's, it's not it's the GOP too. Yeah, but like, but like, what surprises me is this has been the most persistent coverage of a single political person I've ever seen. In my yeah. entire life. Well, it's good for ratings. I mean, yeah. it, it, CNN and the rest of these, you know, dorks out there that are the failing propagandists. You, you know, when when he wasn't in office anymore, the the twenty four seven news buzz cycle about like what was, you know, what this dumb guy was doing, the orange man bad guy was doing, you know, suddenly kind of came to a stop, and I think they started licking their lips again. Uh, as you know, time approached where he thought about you know declaring that he was going to be running for president, and then all of a sudden, well, they were they were forcing it into the Overton window, yeah, like they were forcing it back in because like I remember when there was there was like when basically from the point on from when his account got banned off Twitter, a lot of his talking from his side went quiet, hmm. like he like I wasn't seeing much from him for for like a, a series of months or whatever, but then you go into the media regardless of whatever the news outlet is, is like CNN, ABC, you know, MSNBC, whatever, CNBC, they were all still blaming a lot of the problems on Trump. And I was like, I didn't vote for this guy, but I'm really starting to like, I'm really starting to really question you guys. So it's like, how, like, how is it that you guys are continuing to blame a guy who hasn't said a damn thing in however many months and is no longer president? Like you're seriously blaming all of your current issues on the guy that like that that is now a has been. Yeah. Like like how like that like that is that is something that everybody should have like that that's a huge pathetic thing to do. <laughs> well, it really is. Consider the source. I mean, uh, over over yeah. the past, I mean, especially the past three years, just how pathetic the propagandists have gotten in this you know in 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 everything that's going on i mean literally everything and that's my biggest takeaway with this whole trump like whether he goes down or not like i almost don't even like give i mean i care in the fact that like 
I want a president to go down for the right reasons, as I said before, but almost like, I don't even really care because like the bigger story with all this, like one, look at how all this, look at how like the trial of Trump, them trying to get him for something ever since he left office, like has kind of taken place. Like they, they wrapped it at Mar-a-Lago and like got these documents from his place in Mar-a-Lago. Like that was August of last year. In between that and him getting arrested for this, they they took him to court for like whatever it was, I don't know, something like sexual assault stuff, right? And so they tried to like work that angle. And when that didn't fail, then they went back to the secret documents thing. They've had these secret fucking documents this whole time. They were trying to like hit him on the lowest level thing first, and then they just keep ratcheting it up. So just that's an opening to just how they fucking work. And they're they're putting it on display. Like idiots like us can identify this and see that this is the game they're trying to play. Whether we like this person or not, like their propaganda just is not working. And that is the biggest takeaway for me is like, we are, we are, they cannot keep up. It's the same thing with like psyops in the military. The military is so fucking bad at psyops. Like it is awful. And then you just see some, like literally it'd be guys on like Muslims on Muslim Twitter just blowing up everything. And it's like, this is hilarious. Like they're owning us because y'all, because the military wants to go through the, like the, the military decision-making process to like approve a leaflet drop and some idiot on his computer in Raqqa can just send out a tweet and blow the whole thing up instantly. And that's what we're doing. Like, like we are seeing what they're, we see their cycle and what they're trying to do. And we can, we, we can like nip it in the butt before it even fucking happens because we see it coming. So the best takeaway from this whole situation is just how the propaganda machine is just collapsing. And we like doing stupid things like this is so much better than anything CNN or MSNBC can produce. Like we may not reach enough people, but there's also like 50 other shows doing something similar, exposing this stuff. And then you got people like Rogan, who's way bigger than any of them, and he's exposing a lot of it. Man, he's been on a tear lately. Absolute tear. And, and it's a, a war legitimately. Yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. And I don't think it can be considered anything less. You know, this is we, we are in. I mean, if people don't realize we're we're at war, and you, you know, Jordan, you talk about fifth generation warfare a lot. Um, what most people don't understand is war starts way before shots like you, oh, yeah. you don't go kinetic or hot in terms of a war until you know you're absolutely gonna win and and yeah. that's that's been the mo of the united states you know military dod uh for for a very long time i mean at least during my lifetime is like yeah we're not going anywhere and doing anything until we absolutely know that their food is poisoned their water is poisoned their air is you know poisoned or inadmissible like they, they can't electrical infrastructure is compromised everything yeah and, and then you have you know your your first boots on the ground where things are going on and now we are doing disruption on local communities. We're finding people who are the kingpins, kingmakers. We're, we're looking at, you know, this this landscape. And, and Jordan probably speaks to this even better than I can. But we, we are looking at, like, how we are going to fractionalize everything for control in those areas long before, you know, it goes kinetic. So your, your point, Mike, like the, the fact that 
you know, Joe Rogan is out there right now, just absolutely pushing, uh, you know, the, I should say pushing back on the propaganda and has been for as long as he has, you know, starting with, you know, what they did to him with, you know, ivermectin and, you know, the way he looked in terms of, you know, COVID and all that crap. So, you know, just recently having uh, Robert Kennedy on, you know, talking yeah. about, you know, having a debate with whatever that, you know, that toad is that, you know, they, <laughs> they, they paid, right. Like, like this, thank God we've got people with, literally millions and millions of people in their audience that are paying attention to this kind of stuff. Well, the, the fascinating thing with Joe Rogan as the example is like every, every new voice for every topic that he applies pressure on as far as like the, within the, within again, the, within the Overton window and the, the MSM like focal point, every, every new voice he brings on is applying pressure to the point of where more cracks spread, like in the pane of glass, like every yep. time. Yeah. And eventually, eventually something breaks, whether that's going to be, you know, his voice at finally getting shut down or something else breaks in the sense of like the curtain getting dropped. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's any other way to view it other than a war path. And it's, it's an information war. So like it can be a war path without people like, you know, necessarily panicking. So like the same reason why I think. Bitcoin is unstoppable is why freedom in general is unstoppable because in the truth, getting the truth out, it wants to be free and it's going to be free. Like they can try to clamp down on it, but every time they try to, it just, those cracks that get exposed. And now there's even more people that are open to this because the lie people will see through a lie. Like they'll, they'll buy a lie for a little bit and then they'll see it. Then they'll start questioning it. Every time they start questioning it, they start questioning a little more. And they start digging like they the government is our best like ally in a sense for all of this because they're so fucking bad at what they're doing that they're like just doing like they're doing most of the heavy lifting and we should probably like give them a pat on the back. Well, let's give them a, let's give them a medal. I mean, you know, yeah, My, yeah. Miley's already got that giant stack that <laughs> that that meme of Eisenhower with like three ribbons across as the supreme allied commander that won World War II versus Miley who's got this that, that, that should be the meme for participation trophy generation. Yeah. yeah. Just just give like, all you you expect me to believe that because you have a bunch of colored ribbons that you are more decorated than Eisenhower. Yeah. He's literally he literally is more decorated. Just oh sure. Okay. He looks more like a Christmas tree, yes. I mean, you're the only officer here, Jordan. So I mean <laughs> in terms of in terms of writing your own awards and, and putting those in, right? Like that guy has probably written quite a few of his own. Do we want to go on a tangent? Because I can write a fucking award. Awards are fucking dumb. No, I mean, writing awards are dumb. We're only so I had, 50 minutes in, so feel free. I, so in in Syria, I had to write, you know, my own award. Like I wrote it out and gave it to, you know, so my major could like, oh yeah, that looks oh, yeah, good. That's what I wrote. Cool. <laughs> and so oh, because you know, thing. weird. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and you know, like the way, you know, they always say awards don't, awards aren't dependent on your rank, they're dependent on the job you do, which the job you do is fucking dependent on your rank in a sense. So like, that's fucking stupid one. But so 
our our deployment was like it was fucking weird like everybody was working like a level up like even my major like our lieutenant colonel had to our battalion commander had to tell him like dude stop recording your numbers because you're getting your your base is getting so big somebody's gonna make like a lieutenant colonel come take it over he's like i don't want to do that so stop reporting your numbers so like everybody was working at like a level work (laughs) yeah like basically the job i was doing was like at a major's level and my junior 18 bravo so for those that don't know that's a, a weapons sergeant yeah yeah and he this is his first deployment he he was a staff sergeant but he he was an x-ray so he came in went straight like basic selection straight into the q course straight, did no other job in the military except for he became a green beret and this was his first deployment he had been on the team less than 2 years and all he wants to do is like be a gun runner. And unfortunately, like that's not what we were doing. Like he was brought up into the talk with me. Like he was sitting behind a fucking computer most of the day. And like, he was not a computer guy at all. Like he was a knuckle dragger. And, but like, he did that job. Like he, like a crusher, he was like our battle captain. He was crushing that job. We had to go send some guys over to man to literally teach a cab unit, how to be a human shield between our, our SDF partner force and the Turks because the Kurds and the Turks hate each other. And so like, we literally had to go train a cab unit to be a human shield between the two. So they wouldn't kill each other. And so that dude, like I finally got him off away from a computer and got him to go do that mission. He was in Turkey with me. Cause our, our deployment was kind of split between Turkey and Syria. He was in Turkey with me. Like, handling every month he was like responsible for handing out 1.3 million dollars he did some like very sensitive uh intel collection like he did everything that i fucking did on these deployments and i made sure to put all of that and more in his award and his got kicked back and mine like went through like no problem at all like that yep, yep. like a lot of like things lot pissed me off in that deployment but nothing pissed me off more than that because that dude that fucking, fucking did literally the same job that i did like, like step, step by step, step. Yeah. like we did it did together because we were both we're figuring both. shit out and his is like oh oh it's not it's not about rank right fuck you you just don't want to give a guy on his first fucking deployment a bronze star because that would fast track him too much. All the same thing, brother. Like all the time, yeah. especially. And that's the thing is, you know, as as much combat as some of these, you know, lance corporals, private first class corporals, sergeants. I mean, you know, guys within their first four years of enlistment, the the, the amount of combat and like really heavy, you know, harrowing combat that they saw. And what these guys did during those times, I mean, some of the write-ups that you saw, you're like, dude, this is this is a Navy Cross, or this is you know a, a Silver Star or Bronze Star or something like that, and they knock it down to like you know Navy Com, good good Army you know, Achievement Medal, some achievement, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Which for everybody out there that's listening, like way 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 down in terms of the rank of the different you know medals that you would. I have two. They mean nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they literally do. I have, I have two of them. It means it means it means fucking nothing. That, that was another thing I saw that was disillusioning. I was like, man, these guys did did a job. Oh, that were, 
Yeah, I mean, not only all, all the real work, work that you think of when you think of like fighting a war, so above and beyond what is expected, you know, where guys are jumping rooftops and going into buildings and pulling out other guys. And you know I mean, you're just catching them up. Yeah, I mean, just incredible stories. And you're just like, what, what did that get knocked down to? That's a, I mean, and, and you would, you would see it and you're like, Oh, you sure it's, it's not about rank. Like, of course it is that guy, yeah. you know, he walks around the company with that kind of stuff on a, on a dress day, right? Like where you're actually wearing a real uniform, and not your utility uniform like that that guy makes a lot of the guys who are senior to him look like oh, oh really like well like, and you know and it's just a, it's just a little like a great it's just one example of how like you were alluding to earlier Shane, how political the like the yeah. the ranks are like as you get up in rank like because like the upper ncos that's plenty political too but like from my friends that were like my friend that's um he was a lieutenant colonel when I left uh, and then a couple others that are like majors and everything. Like I still talk to some of these guys and even back when I was still in, they were trying to convince me to go officer and like, you know, do all that like rigmarole and go to San Antonio and stuff like that. But what they didn't realize is that as I was talking to them the years prior, like I was making note of how political the things were that they were complaining about, like the good old boys club that is the officer ranks. And I was just like, like, I don't want to deal with this. Like, like besides the, the DNC bullshit that I don't want to deal with in the army to begin with, like, why would I also want to deal with all that political nonsense? It's already playing D- political. DNC, in the by the way, means drill and ceremony for those yeah. not aware, not like democratic. National. Drill and ceremony in the sense of taking care of like promotion ceremonies. There is almost no dumber ceremony than a promotion ceremony. Like, let's parade an entire unit out here to, like, see me get something pinned on me. Oh, super fiat. Nobody cares. We, we, Nobody we, cares. And, and and that dog and pony show, the rehearsals that go into it, the manpower, oh. the resources that go into And they always pick the hottest day, and then they pick a field, <laughs> they pick a field they that has no shade. They pick the hottest day on a field with no shade. The grass is dry. So if you pass out, you're going to get stabbed in the face. <laughs> it's just like, I never passed out, but I watched plenty of the fat guys pass out as the National Guard. But like, it's just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. We did a change of command. And I don't know what time of year it was on, but you know, you could see the ocean from Las Flores out at Camp Pendleton. And we're all standing out there uh, in, in the greens. And when we're standing there at attention, I mean, these things for, for people that don't know, like literally sometimes hours that you're just yeah, standing yeah. at attention, uh, you know, if you've got a great commander, uh, hopefully he'll put you at parade rest, but like, <laughs> if you're yeah, we were standing there and literally things were now crawling on us and like, everybody's like, you guys feel that you know like you're talking out of the side of your face and we're like yeah man i think they're spiders and they were literally we had little tiny spiders that had hatched and by the time the ceremony was over we were covered covered oh in webs like all over our head people's horror films right there oh my god i mean thank god for you know recruit training and it you know uh be glad they weren't fire ants on the east coast where you just get you know eaten alive by all sorts of sand fleas but like that that was that was good training for that particular moment like, yeah they're just spiders We're, we'll be fine don't don't worry just they're not brown recluse we'll live or, or we'll be okay. 
Guns are not brown are not blues, blue black blue widows. Black widows. Yeah. Oh, exactly right, man. We're uh, we're we're into this an hour. How are you guys on time right now? I can go like another thirty minutes. minutes. I mean, I gotta go to bed by like midnight. You know. <laughs> Got a, got, a, got a busy busy morning tomorrow um we haven't covered anything about um what we saw this this past weekend with uh with russia um let's talk about, talk russia. about russia yeah i i would love i've been itching to talk about this i haven't done a show in over a week and i'm just like oh my god okay maybe i can push it maybe i can push it maybe i can push it an hour we'll do another 30 minutes <laughs> i'm already out of bourbon um so, so this past week uh maybe you guys saw it i'm sure if you missed it uh welcome to reality again um uh, didn't miss didn't much it didn't last for you know, <laughs> yeah i mean you might have missed it if you blink we, we had the wagner group which is can only be akin to you know blackwater you know that was here in yeah. the united yeah. states for a while or or, or if you if you played uh call of duty the one that had kevin spacey in it like that if I, you if you played that call i can't remember what it was, it was like infinity war or something the one with kevin spacey in it where it was a it was a pmc organization that was large enough to be its own actual army oh okay yeah so yeah i mean well-funded so yeah. much a much more uh rigorous screening process you kind of had to go do some things and have some reputation um a lot of the guys were you know at least tier one guys um you know some tier two guys that were going through a, a lot of these kind of organizations and you know they, they had you know all sorts of uh you know supporting uh arms and everything else logistics you, you name it like these guys have got this thing figured out legit at, army. And, and, and it's not only is it legit but like it runs more efficiently because it has to run more efficiently how crazy uh, all that works huh yeah right <laughs> Well, and so over the market, you know, the, the general comes out and says, Hey, basically, Hey, we're, we're going to Moscow and we're going to, you know, we're going to overthrow Putin. And it, it evaporated. Thank God, extremely quickly. And I, I would love to get your thoughts before saying anything on this because well, go ahead, Jordan. Well, so I, I don't, from what I've, my understanding is he never came out and said like, we're overthrowing Putin. What he said was, it was basically like their version of the chief of staff and like one other general. He was like, these two need, they need to be fired. And his forces were moving towards Moscow. And they took like a military base on the way of like Rosatov or something like that. But I think now I think Putin came out and said, like, we have, we have intel. Like, we know that he was trying to like overthrow it and we're, fighting back or pushing back against the blah, blah, blah. But I don't think he ever came out and said it, from my understanding. I know I know that Putin had that speech, uh, was it Friday or Saturday night? Yeah. It was it was yeah. a like he was calling he was he was calling them traitors like straight yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. Um but I but tell you what quick. guys, I don't I don't know about you guys, but when I was first seeing it, so I was first seeing it as like I was getting ready to like go out for a few drinks with my buddies in Dallas and I'm seeing it and I'm scrolling through Twitter and I'm like, uh, this might be a psyop, but Russia might be having a coup right now. And I was, I was, somebody was live tweeting their translations of like Putin's speech as they were listening to it. And I was like, dude, this is, did not have this on the bingo card at all. And so I, like, so like the, the hardest, the hardest part was like, I thought it was interesting, but I also didn't believe it. So I was like, eh, it's Twitter. I'll get it figured out here in like four hours or tomorrow morning. I really don't care at this point. 
Right. That was my that was my gut reaction was uh this is I don't know enough yet. I need to let yeah. this play out, get some more information. And then two, it was like I I didn't believe like there was there was a moment where I was like, damn, that'd have been a really smart move for like the CIA to do because how do you get forces in to move against Putin? Without like having a Western hand on it and starting a nuclear war, billion dollars. Yeah, and I was like, that could be a good move, but I still just didn't like. It was almost, it was too clever for any government agency to really pull off. So I had some like red flags. It was, it was, it was too clever for a government agency to pull off, but it was executed so poorly that the CIA, NSA, I totally believe that they tried to do it. I, I, it wasn't. Made it seem like all right, maybe. I yeah. I, think, I think when when you bring up the six point two billion dollars that is the accounting error, right? Oh, like, we just happened to find this error. What was it seventy two right hours? Yeah. Wait a second, I've seen this one before. Right, the whole Michael <laughs> J. Fox, right, right before nine eleven. Same same kind of shady shit goes down. We've got some yeah, yeah. we've got some accounting problems at the Pentagon. We've got a massive amount of money that's missing. Insurance policies taken out on the buildings. Right. And and that's what made it so interesting to me is like, you know, 24 hours prior, you know, the, the main one of the main stories that they're trying to cover up with all the Trump bullshit was this was, hey, there's six point two million dollars in accounting errors that is missing. And now all of a sudden you've got the Wagner group, who is a mercenary type of you know organization in Russia that's supposedly being, uh, I don't know, at least pushed through the propagandists as going to take on Putin, and I and think he's being allowed to exile in Belarus. Yeah, yeah, it's sure. like you're you're not you're not going to lop this dude's head off, like for real. Yeah, honestly, so, like I, and I, Mike, I think it's I think it's Belarus. Yes, it is Belarus. Belarus, Belarus, whatever. <laughs> um, but there, but then there's then there's the other thing too. There's the other thing is like that was happening at the same time is that they were they were trying to raid one of Hunter Biden's storage units, and the, the prosecution the Wagner, team, the Wagner Group was no, not the Wagner Group, like the uh, the DNC or whatever you want to talk about the liberals. They were trying to protect Hunter Biden's storage unit, like the like whoever is the prosecution team that's going after him for the slew of transgressions that this guy is engaged in. They were going to raid one of his storage units as far as evidence goes. And somebody tipped off the Biden team so they could move shit like that also happened at the same time. Yeah, well, and I mean, yeah. all at the same time, Hunter's being basically excused from charges of first and foremost not paying taxes and and being you know this this international uh, you know fixer guy you know where he, he's he's putting deals together for his dad and like everybody knows the story the the fact that you know this is all in you know being swept under the rug and then you've got kind of this wag the dog moment for you know for america that's tied up in ukraine with money and quote you know billions and billions and billions of you know dollars not to mention all the arms that are going there and you're going what in the world is is going on somebody put together a really uh nice short little clip where uh you've got the the clip from braveheart where the english <laughs> have hired the irish to go up against the scottish and then they you know rah, they charge and you know every, everybody is uh, you know, say, hey, you know, C the CIA is the king. 
uh, and you've got the, the the Mercs, and you've got Russia, and they come together, and everybody's friendly as hell. And they're like, <laughs> hey, wait, wait, what? And the king looks over, like, what the hell is going on, right? And you're like, yeah, you, you guys in the CIA you just wasted six point two billion dollars. Like, oh, you know, Putin got a cut. Well, and here's the thing: is no they, way Putin didn't get a cut. That's how he bought his life, if anything. Yeah, he got a shit ton of weapons for it for free. Well, that too. That too. That's a good point. And the CIA is okay with all of this, whether whether they they do get it, whether they don't get it, whether both sides have it or not. The CIA is fine with all of this because what this does is it sets up the next conflict. Because now yeah. they've got more weapons, they've got more money, and you can. And you can sit there and you can fund both sides of a really terrible situation. And that's what Wait, they've done. The, this the, 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 the CIA is the Rothschilds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, they've wait, they've done this before. There was a certain really large global conflict. Oh, what were the bad guys? They had black, red and white on their flag. Can't remember what it was, but I'm pretty sure the Rothschilds were funding both sides of the fight. Oh, that's right. World War Two. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only the only thing I doubt and I think that's a great explanation, Shane. The only thing I doubt is the six point two billion, because why would that information have been re released just before? Like if this was really going down, they're they're not letting that information go. Cause I think that was like a Reuter, Reuter, Reuters Reuters that released that. Released that. It wasn't like it wasn't some like news agency that's like, oh, you're not, you're not, you're, not you're, supposed, to, you're supposed to play ball here. You know, it was somebody that was playing ball. So I don't think they would have telegraphed. I think they're front running a leak. I think they're front running a leak in that position. Go ahead. Hey, yeah. All right. First, first and foremost, for anybody that's wondering who this is coming from on every other live stream, <laughs> hey, welcome to the stage, there, Turbo. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> good, I didn't even mean to ask, but I wanted to say some shit. Yeah, I love fucking listening to yeah fellow vets up in here. And Shane, why are you out of bourbon? That's piss poor planning, man. Ooh. Oh, so it's we, Tuesday night. We yeah, go tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> We had this um we had this agreement in terms of rules before we came on the show is uh we had it we had a two drink maximum in terms of bourbon so that we you know we don't get two shit can and, and show our asses and uh a one bowl minimum so that we at least sound bright and, and maybe people can't oh, even Oh, turbo. Get on the mission turbo. Turbo. Also I never agreed. I never agreed to those. I yes, you did. By being a part of this group, you agreed to it. I didn't well, want yeah. yeah. Where's the terms of service, Mike? That's right. Your participation is the terms of service. Now, now just so everyone's not – don't confuse me. Like, I'm okay with a one-bowl minimum, and I'm – but I'm not okay with a two-bowl – or a two-drink max. I might need more <laughs> than that, and I might need more than just one bowl. Right, right. <laughs> Turbo's got his hands up. Go, go ahead, Turbo. No, no, I meant that, like, raising the roof. Uh, that was raising the roof. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Wait, yeah, th this whole Russia thing, um, it, it was really funny. Uh, you know, it, it, I think uh, it served another purpose as well. When when all of this kind of, you know, went down and you started to see the propagandists exposed for, like, oh, you know, like, this, this is an amazing moment, you know, where where you know We're russian winning. yeah well yeah. right like 
Russians are standing up against the Ukrainian Nazis, which they'll never, ever talk about. Right. Um, and you know, this, this is our moment like this now, now we're going to be fighting side by side. And it's just, it's just really, really infantile, you know, like it just it, 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 such a immature understanding of what like conflict is you have, like, if you think there's a good guy in, 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 in Russia or a good guy in the Russian Mercs or a good guy in the Ukrainian, like leadership, Azov battalion. It, yeah, any of this kind of crap golly like this is the propagandist understanding of what you know conflict and war is oh yeah like hey, we, we got our horse and we got the good guys and the bad guys like no guys that's not how any of this shit works yeah, yeah. <laughs> these guys all are terrible these are these are murdering sons of bitches uh that are that are in this for profit and prestige and and that's it it's and a lot of profit when they got out of they they, they literally outed themselves during this whole thing, and you know to see kind of like this eh, little slap on the on the on the wrist, like oh we're not going to go and lob his head off, we're not going <laughs> to capture him and yeah. kill him, he, we're not going to disappear this guy, we're going to let him go to Belarus, and anybody else who <laughs> would like to be, go to Belarus on that six point two billion, whether it's six point two billion or a fraction of that, hey no problem, we'll see you guys yeah. later. If this shit was re- if that was a real like mutiny uprising and insurrection, whatever that word even means these days, like that dude would have been put on Putin would have put him on trial. Fuck yeah. Would have aired that out to the entire world. Yeah, hundred percent. If there was a trial, the trial would be the bullet to the back of the head. And the only the, very fast. The reason why I would definitely think that, like, maybe the CIA had a hand and the Wagner group was like, yeah, sure, give us all this shit and then let's go, you know, fist bump with Putin halfway there is because, like, the flip side, like, if, yeah, they, like, that's the whole reason why it's like, yeah, you can go live over here. Now, granted, the CIA might want to go to Belarus and, like, whack him for fucking... Oh, he's, if he's that if, if, if he's dead soon, like that kind of shows, that was probably the CIA. Um, if he's if he's alive for a while, then Putin is probably him up with some security. Well, it's no. probably both. Like if, if, if he's if he's still alive, it, like if he stays alive, he's still going to be an asset to the CIA. Yeah, I mean, unless he's double crossed him, and now and, and the thing is, is I still think he gets to stay alive. And, and and that's the yeah thing. because he's still a potential asset in the future. Yeah, he's got he's got. Once you're into money. this shit, like I, yeah, okay, but once you once you've turned on him, then but... you can't you can't go back and convince your boss to use him again. Like oh, sure dude, you, you just sure you uh, can. You could like if I don't like, think so. With with like they'll find some. There's shit. other people they'll find because there's no, going to be there's somebody there's else always, that's in charge there's, of There's always a way. That's who they'll use. No, but like when people live their lives, they like and they get complacent, they open up opportunities for leverage. That's what I'm saying. And that's where you become an asset again. Like he yeah, moves, he moves to he moves you. to Belarus, he gets like a super cush life because he took 1.5 billion of the 6.2, whatever, has this like lavish home, and then gets a couple of freaking um like mistresses pregnant or something. Then there's th- then there's multiple opportunities to use leverage against him. Well, jokes on him. If he doesn't turn that, whatever, however much they got, if he doesn't turn it into fucking Bitcoin, that shit's going to be worthless anyway. So see, I <laughs> fucking laughing at their ass. How hilarious would that be, though? It'll like, be like the doctor like the people like, one million dollars, and everyone just laughs at him. Like, that's worth nothing. <laughs> He gets that huge payday, puts it in Bitcoin. CIA comes in to murk him, and then they try to take his money, and it's all in Bitcoin. They can't get it. 
How funny would that be? Oh, at man. least we know we're not getting nuked by Putin soon because he's getting money from us. So that yeah, that's like the nuke stuff is stupid to begin with. It's not I gonna know, happen. I know it is. I know it. Is. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing that the civvies don't understand. It's like you gotta stop reading the headlines involving nuclear war because it's dumb. It's fear. You gotta stop listening to the news at all. Well, yeah, like, not any of it. Yeah, yeah, but you can't convince them of getting to that. You have to chip away at the little topics. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'd push back on that. What is it? The, what's the saying? Like anybody that, um, fuck, I'm losing it now. But <laughs> like if if you if you watch, <laughs> like if if you believe if you believe the news, then you're uh, you're being lied to. But if you don't follow the news, then you don't know what you're misinformed or something. Yeah, like. That. like Ah, fuck. I fucked yeah. it up. You know what I'm saying, though. If you're not looking at the propagandists objectively to see what they're saying, how yeah. they're spinning yeah. it, then... What that... are their incentives for the thing they're what, saying? Like, what, you do what, need what to Jordan, pay what, attention to the news. What Jordan... But you got to understand what... Yeah, what Jordan's getting at, though, is like the point is that you have to look at the news to understand what they're not talking about to know what the real topic is. Yeah. It's what they're not talking about is where they, the actual shit is happening. Yeah. Even though it makes one fucking sick as fuck to watch the news these days, yeah. but yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is uh, it is a hundred percent fear porn, and that's I think that's a probably a a really good place to maybe maybe switch to I don't know maybe maybe the last topic. Do you guys want to get into the really nerdy part of uh, the ETF with BlackRock? Let's go for it. I don't care. I've been talking about it for like two weeks at this point. Why not? Yeah, this is uh this has been something that's been on my mind, and I uh, read a really good article out of Zero Hedge the other day. Um, and what they were talking about was, and, and I really hadn't heard anybody else talking about when when this all goes down. What they're going to do is obviously, uh, it sounds like they, they want to go through quote unquote Coinbase and have Coinbase hold their Bitcoin, which I don't think is going to fucking happen. Like I don't think there's, I don't think they're dumb enough to spend you know how many ever billions or trillions of dollars on bitcoin and then not self-custody that from from a spaces i was listening to today apparently coinbase has some pretty good like actually good custodial infrastructure i don't i don't i obviously i can't weigh in on that that with a meaningful opinion but (laughs) it what it, it doesn't make sense to me if you know if you're holding a whole bunch of shit coins and you know eventually you know those things go to zero well you're definitely not holding it at prime trust if you guys are watching all the news today (laughs) well that's why i think they might that's why they're they're not going to self-custody it more just because that's a very like trad fi best practices type of thing to do like if you buy stocks and anything anything like they kind of separate like who owns the money and like yeah you're buying so like that outsource the responsibility that is more just like they're too that just shows how stuck they are in TradFi and like how yeah, much yeah. kind of needs to change in that. But also like that's what you're gonna get if you try to start an ETF. Like so well, yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. trying to if you're trying to attract people with high net value, like you're gonna need a setup like that where it's compartmentalized like security and everything. Yeah. I'm because like if, if I'm I'm not worth shit, but if I was worth shit, like I wouldn't be going and taking all of my money and putting it with one idiot that has access to everything. Yeah. Instead, yeah. but their plan is to put it with three idiots who's all going to fuck it up. Exactly. They have a central point of failure they're they're dealing with. They need to. Yeah. 
which is kind of a stupid like once you understand like bitcoin and like the benefits of it and like self-custody then you quickly understand like oh you don't want to put all your eggs in this basket so that that company is turning around and putting all their eggs in another basket that's fucking like how does that make any sense still somebody's trusting somebody somewhere somewhere Yeah. And, and, and there and then the thing is is all those guys that we talked about earlier who are like kind of in their own little circle jerk um for like patting themselves on the back for all their you know fiat accolades you know that's that's what they do and hey i can point at this guy that guy can point, it's the spider-man meme you know it's it's like no this yeah. guy was responsible, <laughs> i was responsible and you know what, what i found interesting it, uh the guys over at zero hedge uh tyler durden if you guys don't know that's a, a pseudonym uh but well, the yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, George, what, George. Oh, damn it again. Um, they 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 were talking about having the SEC step in 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 this uh, you know type of organization and you know doing a parallel between you know kind of going from a petrodollar into um, a Bitcoin you know back dollar where if you are holding Bitcoin. You have to you have to hold a certain amount of dollars per Bitcoin. You should read my article from Bitcoin Magazine like two years your ago. T- you're Tyler Durden. Oh my god! <laughs> we got him, folks. Breaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's also Kurt Ferguson too. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm. I can't confirm. I am Kurt Ferguson. Great skit, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at any rate i saw that and i was like you know that's actually that that's a really interesting take and and you know i wouldn't put it beyond those guys to be like oh yeah well, black blackrock Black fidelity Rock. and a couple of the others are the ones that own circle and circle has usdc which is the stable coin yeah i'm pretty sure we just found tyler folks and yeah. and guess and <laughs> guess what um the u.s government's not gonna be able to build their own stable coin or central bank digital currency, for that matter. No, they can't even build a fucking website properly. They're definitely not going to be stable coin. The only chance that they have is to basically get like if if Bitcoin becomes like the global reserve asset, and they peg the dollar to it, and then just stop fucking printing. But they'll never. They're no, never they'll, 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 never do, they'll never do that. They'll never do that. They'll never do that. But that's the only way to like get any kind of semblance of like making the dollar fucking worth anything ever. No, they'll, they'll do. Exactly but they but they can't do it because it'll it'll collapse. They'll do exactly, they'll do exactly what Shane's talking about. The article. They'll just they'll like, just, like you, have you have X value in Bitcoin. You have to hold X value in the stablecoin. Right. And you and have to transact. However, like they'll they'll do sort of like tax rules or whatever. It's like if you if you do any transactions, whether it's in Bitcoin or the, the stable coin, like a certain percentage of your economic activity has to be in the stable coin. Yeah. And go ahead, Turbo. Texas will go for this. Do you think Texas will go for this? I don't think Florida is going to go for this. I don't think Florida would go for this. I think there's several states rights things that'll come in place. I, I yeah. I think maybe we live in interesting times. I think this eventually gets found out for exactly what it is, right? Is like, you have the, the these these money managers who are you know speculators and and, and have always overcomplicated finance and econ- you know economics 
so that they can have more and more control. So when you overcomplicate Bitcoin, a very interesting thing happens, right? Is that FUD floats to the surface and it absolutely gets destroyed by <laughs> the Bitcoin community. Like with I don't it's know a barrel. Like there's a fire on the top and it just oh. floats up and it's you know methane and yeah. Well, I mean, look, look what um look look what they did with ESG earlier this year in Greenpeace, right? Where they had you know this the skull skull that was this <laughs> giant amount of money that was supposed to give you know bitcoin a, a black eye and then we were and like that, that, that's we, ours we took it on as a hero right? yeah. it's, it's ours, ours now. very much for all the memes thank you for <laughs> you know all the icons that you guys made out of it like thank you very much for bringing this to our attention to talk about with you idiots and so when when they complicate or they overcomplicate things where now you have a possible coinbase holding the coins for a BlackRock ETF that's supposed to have the assets that they don't owe you ever. So it's paper Bitcoin at the end of the day. And now they're saying, oh, you have to do this and you have to have this amount of dollars per Bitcoin. And we're not actually holding it over here. So we're not actually liable. It's these guys totally overcomplicated. When when Bitcoiners get a hold of this and they go, look, not your keys, not your wallet, self-custody your Bitcoin on a cold wallet. This is what we recommend. This is not financial advice. Man, it really, really just like cuts out the middleman in a very simple way. And people, I think, are are much more receptive to going, oh, yeah, you know what? Those guys, you know, gave me a paragraph on what I need to do versus these assholes over here who are notoriously the bad actors, not only in America, but around the world in terms of, I don't know, war, in terms of famine, in terms of running, you know, prostitutes and, in, in, you know, pedo rings for billionaires like all of these things like those are the guys that we're not going to trust these are the guys that you know were invested in masks and injections and shots and shit like that that you know they lied to us for years about shut down our business killed the economy this i think this is going to get squashed in 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 what i don't know i can only say is like you know there, there was the internet speed twitter and dissemination speed but now you've got like no kidding like bitcoin speed which is just oh it's It's speed of light boom man i think you forgot to mention shane that we orange filled that artist by the way yeah i i should i should (laughs) back up just a second like that guy came around real fast he was like hey thanks for (laughs) thank you to the bitcoin community that I just made well, a look at all the visibility he just got. <laughs> Not only that, but like he was like, You guys are so welcoming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys love this, and it was supposed to be targeted against you. You guys are awesome. Yeah. By the way, I, I also dropped in the in our in our chat between the five of us three articles i'm pretty sure i have at least one group if not multiple groups watching my Substack and what i'm writing for the last couple of years because like those three you put them all together and that's precisely that article that you're talking about zero edge I tell you what, uh, you need to get a hold of uh, those guys, Tyler Durden over there, and be like, "Hey, stop ripping off my fucking work." <laughs> right, you know, I should. Right. I should. Yeah. I'll tell I you have, what. I have like the I. I'll I have a friend that they're they're watching a lot of my shit pretty closely because I think I I have like I have of the articles that I have know of because there's always like ways of people just not notifying because like it's not like you get a ping. It's like, oh hey, Zero Hedge published an article that you wrote like. Yeah. They're just like, hey, this is cool. We're gonna take this and charge people for it. Um, but I zero hedge, no. <laughs> no, you there. There is there is a paid version for it now. 
like oh. one of like my my uh one of my bitcoin mining articles that they ran um you can't you can't read it it's the one about russia particularly um you have to pay for uh, it no shit, it's it. not gonna come up in my zero hedge feed then <laughs> yeah uh exactly it's it's archived now but um I was gonna say I have like I of the ones that I know of I think I have over a hundred thousand reads through Zero Hedge so I really should that's actually a good point I haven't I didn't even think about reaching out to them I was like hey guys um where's my cut yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah pay well let's go yeah. yeah but like that like and and this is something that like I've been I've I've bringing been bringing it up in the Bitcoin community for the last like two years. Of like the in particularly the one of the Substack ones that I sent you guys is uh, specifically talking about how Bitcoin is going to be co opted to to the point of allowing a fiat currency to continue to survive. Yeah, Bitcoiners don't want to accept it. Like they're they they have like this like this is one problem with the community is like engaging in these purity dogmas, thinking that there is some sort of form of reality where they could actually succeed into like getting the purest form of Bitcoin to push through. I'm not saying that I don't want that to happen, but if you understand anything about the natural operations of this, this current existence of reality that we operate in or that we occupy, there is nothing that operates in purity. Nothing. All right, Mike. All right, Mike. So I self-custody. I self-custody. I have friends that are going to sell food to me for Bitcoin. I can just deal outside their system. And if not, I can. Outliers outliers do not represent a generalized populace. Yeah. And, and I'm going to. This, this, by the time this all happens, it's not going to be like tomorrow. It's going to be a few years from now. And I think. I think it's a possibility. Yes. For the timeline. It's, it's tur turbo. And, and I think, you know, this is one of those things where we. We've got to understand, like, yeah, we this is obviously not going to happen tomorrow, it, and we're obviously in that they're they're fighting a stage right now. I mean, if you if you really look at what's going on in the space, and you're starting to see, you know, Operation Ch Choke Point 2.0 go on, yeah, we are possibly one to two percent of the world, you know, in, in terms of Bitcoiners. We're we're, we're a we're a very small part. Oh, no. I get that. But yeah. everybody, the people in Turkey, people in Lebanon, Nigeria, they're waking up. Keep, it, keep, it, keep in mind, keep in mind the theta decay because you like theta decay would be time decay for those that aren't um, used to that yeah. terminology. The time decay of what happens to human beings when enough time goes by so they don't see enough challenge and adversity, they get complacent. Right. Yes. Because look at the current state of the United States of America versus how the founding fathers envisioned it. It is not anything what they had planned for the country to become. I know. I think, yeah, we are totally complacent. Yes. In the U.S. And yeah. there is and there is no stopping that. There is a global thing. Yes. There is no yeah. stopping that when it comes to the species. Yeah. People are going to have to die of starvation or something. Well, I think both with Bitcoin and freedom in general, people really need to. Yeah, we're going to see like gains and a lot of improvement in our lifetimes. But the bigger picture that we think is kind of like the end game or, or closer game to it is not. We're not going to see that. We're not. We're not going to live to see that. That's our kids. That's our kids' kids. And as some of the first adopters, like we're we're all so early. 
I, I, at least for me, like that is my mindset on this. Like it's not like that's how low time reference I'm, I've become now is that it's, I'm looking at this for my kid and her kids like moving forward. And the way things have regressed so much faster just in these three cycles, because the Bitcoin is 24 fucking seven. You know, every the government's fucking, uh, you know, eight to four, right? Uh, <laughs> fucking t- t- ten to so, ten to three with a good lunch break in between and a hundred days break, a year, right? And they might not be sober afterwards. Well, they, so. they observe they observe every calendar holiday. It doesn't have to be a federal one. And then, uh, yep. <laughs> have a good thing. Anyways, I, I like our odds. You, you make some value. Hour long lunch breaks. Don't forget about those. <laughs> yeah, you got to eat. Like our odds. I, I mean, I like our odds. I'm just not losing hope yet. I, I see, I see many. God, it's like, can you imagine if you? Okay, so if there's like timelines, right? I finally smoke smoke that bull. If there's like that's <laughs> different fucking timelines, right? How many different directions could it go from right fucking now, right where we stand? How many directions can this go? Because shit, just is getting weird. Well, okay, so so like when I when I talk about the, when I talk about the thing these things and the way I talk about them, it's not that I'm not saying that there isn't a reason for hope. It's just that you might not get every single bullet point on that list of hope, and that's the point because nothing nothing ever 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 plays out exactly as any of us want it. I'm prepared for several timelines. Sure. Including my 20,000 rounds. I got my shit. Sure. Yeah, places but, to go. But what I'm getting at is the Bitcoin community broader as a generalized group tends I to engage it. in these purity tests that just don't make logical sense. Because no, because because guess what? Like the way that the way that people have always organized is there's some form of centralization. As far as a establishment of a hierarchy of power to where it almost always like people just want to be able to push their responsibilities off onto somebody else. And a lot of times a lot that, of like a community like a will community pick will the same person, person to, do person that. to do that. A lot of times. A lot of times. Or maybe it's or a maybe group. It doesn't matter. It's still a form of centralization for decision making. And when that happens, they're going to want some form of. Funding, funding, whatever you want to call it, whether it's the stable coin we're talking about or a CBDC, they're going to try to do that in order to gain funding so they can engage in projects. And then you start the cycle all the way again. Look all the way back through the thousands of years of history that we have. It just, it just, it just, it just, it <laughs> I think, uh, but at the same time, you could look at like gold lasted for five thousand years, and the technology that existed for most of that time allowed it to keep going. So there was no like decay in people's not like things. Certain things happened where like the Roman Empire like debased it, and like this things like that happened throughout. But in general, like gold lasted for five thousand years until technology uh the speed of communication and speed of travel no longer made gold feasible like gold couldn't keep up in that environment and it's taken from then really like 1913 ish 
maybe 1940, whatever, uh, till now for like the internet to come and a lot of the base layer things to exist before Bitcoin could come. And then over time, I think, yes, there's still things that like, there's still attack surfaces. There's still ways like, like that we have to be prepared to defend against. But I think this starts to become the new digital gold and something that it has all the like great aspects of gold, and but none of the bad aspects and it can be transferred instantaneously. Like it's got all these features that keep up with modern communication and technology. It's exactly and, like governments want it. Yeah. And, it's and useful for international trade. To 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 all of this this point, kind of you know, looking at this even zoomed out a little bit further, as w- what's gonna be really interesting as uh, and I haven't read Jason uh, Lowry's book yet, uh, but when when you look at the projection of power um because of finance uh because of you know whatever you're holding when when you look at what's going to happen with bitcoin over the next 10 20 30 years what's what's going to happen is you're going to have this expansion of people that didn't have any power and and i think this is really interesting because because yeah you you do have you you, you're still going to have people who are, are 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 rich, right? They got rich in fiat. They were smart. They said, Hey, look, I see Bitcoin. They're still nefarious. They're still doing some dumb shit out there. Right. But you're going to have the emergence of this really altruistic Bitcoin class that is going to have a, like, like you said, a a disruption factor. And I think that's going to, it's going to cause a lot of problems. First, I think it'll be substantial. I think it'll be substantial. Oh yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't yeah, disagree I with that. But but with but with with that and having more and more opportunity for you know free speech where ideas can be disseminated, where like we we got man that that chess piece. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying that Twitter is free speech. Like I, we've still got a ways to go, but you know, it was, it was a giant move in terms of a chess piece, you know, going in and possibly slaughtering a queen, you know what I mean? Like taking, taking a queen off the board. And if you, if you're going to like look at this and zoom out and say, Hey, all right, now we've got this altruistic class that's emerging within the Bitcoin community. That's now able to fund and have debate and have information and in and network and, and do these things that have not been able to be done with, you know, within probably at least the last 20, 30 years, you know, minimum. Um, this is going to change things fast. I don't, I don't make any predictions on, you know, which way everything goes, but this, the truth has this, this pervasive way of getting to, people that really want to hear it the, the, the people can speak it and then and, and really empowering a lot of people that um are are finding a voice that you know really well, haven't had it in a long time well what, like what 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 i think people should be more focused on is less focused on like the the timeline or the lifeline of how long government will be around and people need to look more at how Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining is going to change everything as far as technology and energy generation goes. Because guess yeah. because guess what? In order to get to the point of not needing government, like you, like the only way to get to the point of not having government is not needing government. And the point, and the only way you get to the point of not needing government is everybody has free energy. Make your own money. 
Well, not necessarily that, but everybody has 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 access. Everybody has access to generally like it's extremely cheap, if not free, energy to where they can they can build a livelihood that makes them happy and satisfies them to the point of where they don't feel that they need to continue to compete with each other to like move forward. Like how how many people do you know of personally that if they were capable of just having their family, having a home, having their dogs and their cats and their like yard or whatever, and then being able to eat and just like do that. How many people do you think that like that would engage in that? I, I know a lot. I personally wouldn't be happy with that because like I like I enjoy like the, the struggle and learning new things and just doing stuff. Um, but a large portion of the population would. And when you get to the point of where people are capable of organizing with communications and everything that we have now, and then you have energy to the point of where people can get everything that they need for relatively cheap and relatively individually sustainable. That's where shit gets interesting. And that's because that's where the government really loses its power. That's a that's a great, you know, a, a, a great example. Maybe that's why they're destroying all of our electrical production. Well, they don't want us to have that. Well, that's something different. I think. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah, I mean they would cut off their nose to spite their face but to your point like <laughs> with, with all of this when you look at what bitcoin is doing especially in the global south especially oh, like sorry. africa right when you look at how they're going in and they're setting up you know these these hydro uh plants for you know a village th- this is that this is that first you know example of like this is where energy is being generated through yeah, yeah. altruism and through bitcoin specifically for this exact thing and i think when we're successful you're going to see this on a much larger scale to your point this is you know when we start to see states or communities within states that are going into these you know uh small uh nuclear type of uh you know facilities that they're going they're going to set up and they're not going to be able to stop when you start to see this kind of stuff just ramping up and, and and moving, that's where I think they've lost the narrative, they've lost control, and you may have crested at least you know the the peak. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy way down. It'll probably crab a lot like Bitcoin does for a while, <laughs> yeah. but when uh, when you, when it's all said and done, you know, I think that is a, an excellent marker in terms of when we can actually just you know kind of look at it and go yeah you know what i think we're probably well really the, the, the the easiest way to think about because like the way i got to thinking about this is actually thinking about believe it or not aliens and ufos so like no like he, like hear me out hear me out so <laughs> so like the bulls kicking in all right but like the the point the point is is that Think about it. If you had, if you were part of a civilization that had completely free energy, if you were like, if you had access to the technology and the type of energy you would need to build something like a UFO to where you can just freely traverse the universe, what would you do with it? Damn you, would go, wanted. you would go, you would go and do whatever it is that made you happy. Yeah. Right. Which some people would, you know, explore the universe. Some people would find a nice little happy place or planet, whatever you want to use for this example, 
They would find this nice little happy place that has a pond and a waterfall and a tree, and they would build a home and have a family there. Something that resembled a cow. Sure. Um, bring that. Bring I mean, that. A different kind of happiness. Yeah, but 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 then but bring that down. Bring that down to now. Bring that down to now. As far as like here on Earth or like in the in the United States of America, how many people are struggling right now to the point of where if they had the capability of just having a small little homestead where everything was relatively cheap, like at least to the point of where they weren't stressing out about it, how many people would just have like a happy little home? Ninety percent. I think that makes a, a really interesting point because as a homesteader, I don't think most people are built for that kind of lifestyle. And and I think in this community, we gotta we we've got to be really I don't know open to the idea that a lot of people want to live in the pods, and a lot of people want to be comfortable and they want to eat the bugs. And well, I'm don't, not don't skin- discount technology either. Yeah, exactly. Like, like this, if you had if you had like an AI little robot that could do all the homesteading jobs for you, would you not use it? I might. It depends. Yeah. I might at times, but there's times when I'm like, like my happy place is like doing the work, going out, going out, and like doing the work and listening yeah, to a lot of things. Right? Just, just flick like the off the button on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I guess it would be nice to like have it. So like, if you're busy, you're like, hey, you go for you that wait? thing over there. Does it weed the garden? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Well, I mean, and, and, and to, 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 to your point, Turbo, I mean, if you look at what Google's doing right now with their ability to identify certain plants, if you put that on a, yep. on a bot that can go out and scan a garden, then, of course, yeah, they know exactly what should be in that garden. Just don't use fertilizers. Yeah. Yeah, just don't use herbicides. Yeah, I wouldn't use the Google one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, <laughs> fellas. This has been one hell of a conversation. Uh, we are sitting at a, an hour forty-five already. I mean, we we barely scratched the surface. But um, kind of I want right, right. let, Let's let's yeah. Let's let's wrap um, this thing up. In, in, any final thoughts on anything we've covered tonight? Uh, you know, Mike, Jordan, feel free to either one of you. The, the only the only thing I will say. As far as to the fellow Bitcoiners in the audience or the who are going to listen in the future, just be careful of engaging in dogma and mob mentality. Yeah. Because guess what? The Bitcoin community is phenomenally retarded at it. Every single time. Yes. Well, and not 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 in the good way. Um, because every single time a political candidate or a celebrity comes out and says something good about Bitcoin. Y'all hop on it like a bitch in heat, and it's disgusting. Because I'm just like, you guys didn't learn it from Elon. You guys didn't learn it from the politicians from 2020 to 2022, and you guys are still doing it now. I'm like, Robert F. Kennedy is doing some cool stuff as far as disrupting things. Do not fucking donate your Bitcoin to him, ever. Do not donate your money or your time or your Bitcoin to any fucking politician, because guess what? None of them do what they're promising. So stop it. Like preach, like actually live by what you're preaching. Like th- it's 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 pathetic. It really, really is. All right, I got so a little heated. We're trying to wrap up like, here. Now you got me. You're reeling me back in. Jordan, po- on a positive note, like uh, on, on, an <laughs> on a positive note, I would say uh, 
attack the system from any way possible. And if and you, if, you if, if attacking, attacking the system is like amplifying some messaging that RFK is doing because it solely because it disrupts the system. Yeah. I think if you put your faith in him that like he is the hope or he's the savior, that that's not a good idea. But if you, but if, but don't, don't seed that ground. Use you don't, yeah. You, like jujitsu that shit and like put the weight into using it against the regime. Like, so I'm not, a, I, I'm not like against what you said, Mike, cause I think I get like the intent behind it. Like, don't like go all like, don't put you your just faith thinking. and think they're going to the fix heroes. it. Bitcoin doesn't have heroes. Exactly. It shouldn't. Kill your Sailor, sailors. Sailors, the sailors, yeah. the same thing. Sailor's so, going to end up being a bad guy. Just watch. He's going to be becoming a villain. He's almost there. Any Anybody with power will be corrupted. Like, we all know yeah. and understand that. And at some point, the, the scales are going to tip to where Bitcoiners have power. And it's so then they start running things, right? And you're not going to just trust all of them because now, like, because then, then they haven't gotten to the true. point. Yeah. So, like, keep fighting. And yeah. look yeah. for look for the truth. Keep looking for the truth. Keep looking for the signal, and ignore the noise. Like that's always going to be. That's there's just certain things in human existence that you're always going to have to do. Yeah, and that's part of the like awesome part of of life. Yeah, man. existence is it's a mental and philosophical workout. Yeah, struggling. <laughs> it's what gives life meaning, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. That's the beautiful yeah. thing is like, it's not going to be like you thought it was going to be. That's for damn sure. And yeah. you better be able to adjust positively, you know, in, in, in a good way. And then, in, and then move from there. It was, it was like, yeah, no, you know, it didn't go my way or the way I thought. And, uh, I gotta, I gotta turn this, this chicken shit into chicken salad. Right. And so this yeah. is kind of, you know, that's, that's just a gross imagery. This, <laughs> this yeah. is a fun, this is a fun fucking ride and it's even more fun doing it with you assholes oh man right right back at you <laughs> i love that sentiment all right so i'll i'll, I'll close up here um can I, get a, can I get a closing comment turbo yeah turbo. long enough why not my apologies my apologies for accidentally asking to speak but i'm like fuck there's so much i wanted to say and thanks for letting me hang out up here yeah uh, man you enjoyed it turbo that's what we're here for brother no, you didn't interrupt the circle jerk. You, you, <laughs> you uh, good another balance. guy in the circle jerk. Sometimes, sometimes just, just another hand. Just another hand. Yeah. Sometimes the circle jerk needs interrupting. That's by the way, guys, it's not, it's not a circle jerk. jerk. It's a Dutch rudder. Um, it was well the triple the triple Dutch rudder was kind of hard, but once Turbo came in and we got the is that supposed the to be a pod? Is that supposed to be like an innuendo? Ralskian. That the Dutch rudder was supposed is was hard. Is you that, don't know what, what the du- you don't know what the double Dutch rudder is. Yes, oh. I know what the double Dutch. Yeah, so we were we were doing a triple Dutch rudder, but it was hard. You know, there's it didn't really work. But once Turbo got in here and we did the quadruple Dutch rudder, it all kind of started working itself out it's again. Even, it's got to be an even Dutch rudder. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm gonna mute every. I'm muting everybody. That's it. Dutch rudders. Why? Why? Why not Dutch rudders at the end of the show? Um, first and foremost, thank you to everybody that hung out with us on Twitter Spaces. I'm going to keep this up for a few minutes. If you guys want to come uh, up, ask any questions uh, as we close out the rest of the spaces. 
this is obviously this is radical. Um, and, so cool too. Yeah, I was going to say this is uh, this is what I absolutely love doing, guys, and to be able to bring my audience and you know this this Bitcoin veterans audience that's just getting started together uh, is is been you know weighing on me a little bit. We had to get some audio issues figured out, but thank you for your time. Thank you for your dedication. Thank you guys for being optimistic. Thank you guys for doing everything that you're doing in this Bitcoin space. And I would definitely encourage you. Yeah, we are up against a Leviathan. And I mean, I mean that it's got tentacles and damn near everything and damn near everyone. Be patient with people. Got you know, a lot of heads. Yeah. Look at, you know, look at this as like removing corrupted code and installing something that is, you know, a better communications protocol between human beings. And I swear to God, you know, we're in for something amazing. And I, I will bring a lot of that hope and a lot of that optimism that the dogma does breed that I do love. But we'll have we'll have some measure and some realness about it in these conversations. So I'm um, the measure. It's fine. Like, yeah, I can be I, the measure I, for everybody. It's like, hey, you got, you, like I, I, I love the enthusiasm. Let's walk it back a little bit. But uh, you guys are going to love the rest of the crew. Uh, you can check everything out tomorrow night and every Wednesday night. We're going to start out doing this once a week at 9 o'clock on Wednesday, Eastern Standard Time. It will be live on Twitter Spaces. It will be live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and we're going to just grow it from there. And we're going to have some amazing personalities, uh, some awesome guests, and and just, I think, probably some of the best conversations within Bitcoin uh, from guys that have a lot of experience doing stuff that nobody's ever thought of before and and taking on the impossible a lot of times and winning. And I think that's I think that's just a testament to what the space is. So thank you guys, um, everybody out there. Uh, you can go out and, you know, the last plug at the end of the show is uh, one of my favorites to do. River FM is a really great way to listen to podcasts. If you're listening, you might as well stack stats while you're doing it anyway. Uh, you can find amazing podcasts on there and you can interact with us. Uh, if you want to drop a comment in there, throw some sats down, uh, we can interact with each other. You can interact with other people who are viewing this and, you know, we'll probably throw some sets back on uh, back at you and read those comments as well. That'll be going on. I think not only on my show, but also uh, for Bitcoin veterans as we get more and more uh, understanding of where we're going in this space. So thank you guys very much for doing everything you're doing until next time. I love you. I need you. Peace.